quick trigger warning, guys. I did mention this in the show notes, but I just want to say before you start listening, I do talk about my struggles with eating disorders in this episode, as well as I talk about my body image a lot. If this is something that you would find triggering, please skip this episode and I'll see you next week. I don't want anybody to feel triggered. So please, please just heed my warning. Um, Lots to talk about body images and eating disorders. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Borderline and Brave. I hope that you guys have been enjoying this gorgeous weather. Well, if you're, you know, in New York on Long Island, the Northeast, I think, um, it's been like 75 degrees lately, which honestly is not ideal for me. I am much more of like a cold, rainy, dreary kind of gal, but I do know that most people really enjoy enjoy this like 70, 75 degrees. Um, I could do with like 60 and I'd be happy, but it's definitely, it's nice to not be super cold yet. Enjoy a few more days of sunshine. Um, I want to jump right in. This episode is something that I'm really excited and passionate about. And I do think that a lot of people will relate to what I have to say in this episode. We are going to be talking, we're going to be combining like my two biggest advocacy platforms which are mental health and body positivity. And we're going to combine that. And this episode is going to be about how body image can affect your mental health. And that can be negatively or positively. Unfortunately, a lot lot more often when we have our body image will negatively impact our mental health. Because a lot of times we have perceptions of ourselves that we're not worthy because maybe we've gained weight or we don't like how we look in the mirror, and that can really bog you down and just make you feel really low and not so great about yourself. And I am no stranger to that. So I definitely want to share my experiences with that and hopefully maybe help some people feel a little bit better because it's taken me a long time to get to a point where I, you know, don't hate my body and I've learned to love my body for all the amazing things it does for me. And I've also learned to not, you know, judge myself so harshly because I think that in this society, we are so pressured to look a certain way as a measure of our worth. And if something happens where we start looking a different way, like you gain some weight, you judge yourself really harshly and it can really make you feel really, really shitty. So I just want to talk about my experiences with you know, these two things combined and how one will weigh on the other. And um, I hope that you guys are into it. (laughs) Okay, before we get into it, I just realized that that segment that I just recorded, I uploaded it at 333, which is one of my angel numbers. So that is just super cool. Um, Anyway, so let's just kind of jump right in because I don't think there's any like, easy way to kind of ease into this topic. It can be a little bit heavy, but I promise we're going to end on a high note. So back on about me, I've shared a lot about my mental health issues, my mental illnesses. I've also always been overweight my whole life. Now, I did share last week about my journey right now going into having weight loss surgery done. And Before anyone says anything, I want to stress heavily 
that I am not having weight loss surgery for any vanity reasons. I'm doing it because I want to be healthy, because my body hurts a lot of the time. You know, I'm the heaviest that I've ever been. And I am also doing it because I feel like there are some things that are harder for me due to my size. It's harder for me to go on hikes, and I love doing stuff like that. And, you know, I like to go to theme parks, and I'm always worried that I won't fit on the ride or even just walking around the theme park, walking around somewhere like Universal Studios is so taxing on my body. My legs hurt, my knees hurt, I'm out of breath. So it was a long process to come to this decision to have this surgery, but I'm really, really excited to do it. But I cannot stress enough that it is not about vanity. It really isn't. Although I will say um, it'll be nice to have more options for clothing, but that's a separate issue. That is, you know, that is an inclusivity issue, not an issue with me wanting to look a certain way. Anyway, so I've been having my whole life, overweight my whole life, and I am a millennial. I grew up in the 90s and diet culture was everywhere. You know, that was also the time that models were like, Stick, stick thin, like that heroin chic was very popular. Kate Moss was huge. And, you know, she was super, super tiny, very, very small, like a double zero. And that was the beauty standard. That was what people strived to look like. Very, very waif thin and super small, collarbones showing, hip bones showing. And that went well into the early 2000s. Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, super, super thin. So growing up as a young girl, an impressionable young girl uh, who was overweight, I really felt like shit a lot of the time. I always just thought that I was not good enough. I didn't consider myself to be beautiful. Um, And it was hard also because my younger sister, who's my best friend in the whole world, I love her dearly, she's always been thin. We could not be more opposite regarding our body types. She's always been teeny tiny, thin, you know, athletic. And I've always been, you know, chubby, big. So growing up with her and growing up with the people that I saw on TV and in magazines, I just was like, you know, why don't I look like that? And because of that, I would lean into the things that I found comfort in, which were food. (laughs) I found comfort in food. I would eat because I felt sad. And then I would end up gaining more weight and feeling sad and continuing to eat. And it just went on that way as in like a cycle. Like I just found food as my only coping mechanism for a very long time. I also uh, bless her heart, her soul, rest in peace, Grew up with an Italian grandmother who constantly liked to remind me that I was fat and that my sister was not fat. And, you know, as much as I know that she loved me very dearly, um, she wanted me to not be fat. And I, you know, I was. So all of these things kind of compounded together, really made for it. When I entered my adolescence, made me feel just like I was not worthy, you know, and then in high school, when my friends started getting boyfriends and girlfriends, I, I did not date anybody in high school. Um, and I always just thought, well, it's because of my weight. And because of that mentality, I was very like inward when it came to boys. I never told the guys that I was into them because I was so afraid 
of them laughing at me, of them rejecting me, of me just feeling completely worthless and rejected. So I just made it seem like I had no interest in dating. When I really did, you know, I was 15, 16. Of course I wanted to date. But so as I would get older, I think that this just heavy weighing down on me of me thinking that I'm not worthy because of my weight, it started to manifest into different things. And I am a firm believer that this is one of the traumas in my life, because I've said before, trauma is subjective. Um, This ongoing trauma is something that has led to the mental illnesses that I have today. It's not the only thing, but that combined with a lot of other things that have happened in my younger life, I think definitely affect a lot of things about me today and have lent to the mental illness diagnoses that I have. Now, some of the early on um, unhealthy actions that I would do when I was like a teenager and then early 20s, I um, I would throw out my food. I started doing it just kind of like voluntarily. I just was like, well, if I'm going to eat, I might as well just do this. And I knew, I knew when I started doing this how unhealthy it was. I knew that it could very quickly lead to a full-blown eating disorder, but I didn't care because that hope, that desire to fit in with the body image that was um, considered beautiful, that desire to just look the way that I wanted to overcame the knowledge that what I was doing was not good for me. That's how badly I felt about myself, that I decided to start doing something that I knew would potentially harm me. And I started doing it just once in a while. And by the time that I was like 22, I was throwing up almost everything that I ate. It was really, really bad. I just could not, I couldn't stop. And it got to a point where I wouldn't even have to make myself anymore. It would just kind of happen. And, you know, then I discovered um, illicit substances and those also curb your hunger, the ones that I was using. So that compounded with that. And then I started heavily working out, not in a, a way that was healthy. I was working out like two to three times a day. It was overtaking my life. I would work out all day. I would throw up everything that I ate. I would do drugs. And then at night I would go out drinking. I would, you know, save my calories for the alcohol. So I was incredibly unhealthy. And all of this started because I had thought that I was not worthy because of how my body looked. All of these things stemmed from that in one way or another. I'm, you know, there were other circumstances that led to me, you know, using drugs and um, led to my depression and so on and so forth. But a lot of it stemmed from me simply hating my body and wanting to look a certain way. Which is why, you know, this whole episode is about how the way that you see yourself and your body really affects your mental health. And it, it can be really quite gradual and then quick all at the same time. So I have all these unhealthy um, coping mechanisms and I'm dropping weight. I'm dropping weight hella fast. I go from about like a size 22 to like a size 7. I was... I lost a lot of weight. And this was in a matter of like four months. And I'm starting to get compliment after compliment after 
compliment. You look amazing. Oh my God, how'd you do that? You lost so much weight. And people will, you know, associate what your body looks like weight wise with you looking good. So I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right. This is fine. Like it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not doing it the healthiest way, but I'm getting all this positive reinforcement. This can't be bad. This cannot be bad. I am killing it. You know, I look great. People think I look great. I'm getting more attention from guys, you know, and it was just wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. But that can't go on forever. Like you can't live like that forever. You just can't. You can't live, you know, throwing up all of your food, doing drugs every day and working out like a beast. It's just not sustainable. And I got to a point where I knew that I had to stop um, with the throwing up. Everything else stopped later on. With the throwing up, though, I got to a place where I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep doing this. It's, you know, I started having a lot of problems with my teeth that I still have today. I still have significant dental problems that are going to cost me thousands and thousands of dollars to fix. Money that I don't have. I'm going to end up having to get a tooth removed. It's a separate conversation, though. Um, but it just, it caused like physical problems. So I stopped doing that, but I will say, you know, I have struggled with that on and off ever since, you know, I'm 34 now and sometimes I still get triggered with the desire to make myself throw up. I haven't done it in a very long time, but the compulsion still comes sometimes. It really takes over. And if you've ever spoken to someone who has been in treatment for an eating disorder, they'll tell you. It's like you have another voice in your head telling you, oh, well, you shouldn't have eaten that. You got to get rid of it or don't eat that. It's going to make you fat. It really is like you have this separate conscience leading you in the wrong direction. It's, it's pretty wild. Eating disorders are, they're very hard. They're very hard to get through. Um, I'm fortunate that I was able to get through that because it, um, you can die. It can kill you. It can really, it can destroy you. So I I do feel fortunate that I was able to get through that. So at this point now, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just kind of like eating healthy-ish, still drinking and, you know, going out and partying a lot. And I've spoken about that a lot, that I have a history of just being wild. But I definitely stopped doing some of the unhealthy things that I was doing. But of course, then I started to gain weight. And I started to think, oh, now I'm, now I look like shit. Now I look bad. And all of those feelings from when I was younger start coming back. And what comes along with that? Depression, anxiety, self-hate, self-loathing. And it just weighs on me heavily, heavily. And around that time is when the partying got amped up. I was working at a new job with a bunch of friends who also were in the, to the party scene. I'm, you know, a bit heavier than I had been like a year or two ago. Still not like fat, fat again, but definitely bigger than I had been for the last couple of years. But I'm just like, whatever, you know, I'm, it is what it is. And then I started doing this thing where if I was going out after work, I was working in a restaurant. If I was going out, I wouldn't eat because I wanted to save the calories for the alcohol. And I've heard many other girls and women say things along these lines throughout my life. 
And if you're a young girl listening to this, or a young person, anyone, anyone, don't fucking do that. Don't do that. You need to eat. You need to nourish your body. You deserve to eat. I don't care how much you weigh. You deserve to nourish your body. It does not matter what you look like. It does not matter what the scale says. You need to eat. And to save your calories to go out and binge drink is problematic on so many levels, but it's also, it's very unhealthy. You know, it's, it's not good. Don't do that. I regret that I had ever done that because it just lent to other problems in my life. So you can kind of see this trend forming. When I'm more happy with my body image, I'm mentally happier. When I'm unhappy with my body image, I'm mentally unhappier. So even though the way that I got to that positive, quote unquote, happy body image was not healthy, uh, and I probably was not really happy because of the way that I was doing everything, I thought I was happy. I felt content because I was getting all this praise. It made me feel good. It made me feel seen and valid and wanted. So this is something that I have struggled with forever, you know, and I now am a woman of 34 and I've been married for seven years and I've gained a lot of weight since I've gotten married. My husband's gained weight too, but um, I've gained a lot. And I think that happens to a lot of people when you get into a relationship and you get comfortable, you start to put weight on. It just happens. But I also cut out almost every single um, unhealthy coping mechanism that I had been relying on. I was not throwing up anymore. I was not using drugs anymore. I was not saving my calories for vodka anymore. I was eating. I was feeding myself, eating my body. I was going out to dinner a lot with my boyfriend, now husband. And over the years, it's, it's taken a toll on me. But I have also learned as a woman now of 34 that I don't have to hate this body because society tells me to. And let me tell you something right now. It was not easy to come to that conclusion. And I have to work at it every day because, yes, there's a little bit more representation of plus-size bodies in the media um, and on social media as well. But it's nowhere near enough. And it still is very... It's frowned upon to be a fat person. It is. And you have to really work hard to love yourself if you live in a plus size body. And I do work hard and I've got, I've come such a long way, but some days are bad. Some days are super rough and it takes a lot for me to look in the mirror and say, all right, I like how I look. I like this body. This body has served me well and it has made me happy and healthy. But I will say, you know, that connection, once again, between your mind and your body is so prevalent. You know, even though I am bigger than I was when I was younger, I'm mentally happier because I've learned to love myself no matter what the scale says, no matter what size my pants are. I love myself and I feel genuinely happy because of that. And it's hard to get there. It's really hard to get there to a point where you love yourself and are happy. Um, One thing that I would recommend to getting to that point is daily affirmations. 
you know, do something, do a daily affirmation in the mirror for, I don't know, for two weeks straight, right? 14 days. Look in the mirror every day for 14 days and say something positive about how you look. I love my body. My body serves me well. I am beautiful. I am strong. Something along the lines of that. And if you do that for 14 days, it's going to become a habit. You know, it's going to start becoming ingrained in you that you, you're going to do it all the time and you're going to start to believe it, which is, you know, the most important part. And if you're in a dark place right now because of the image that you have of yourself, this is going to help you bring you out of it. And now I'm not saying it's the key to everything, but it's going to help bring you out of it. It's going to help you uplift yourself. And I don't know, 14 feels like a magic number to me. Like, um, oh my God, wait, this actually reminds me. Okay. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but this totally reminds me. I am doing a 14 day challenge right now. Okay. I think that's probably where the number 14 came from. I'm doing a 14 day challenge with this, um, drink called Magic Mind. It is, it's amazing. I've been struggling for a long time with finding just the energy to create this podcast, manage my social media, work, manage my social life. And I really try not to rely on caffeine because my anxiety, like my mental health, you know, I can't really be drinking caffeine like that, which is ironic because I used to do cocaine. Um, But I've just come such a long way that caffeine like affects me in like a not the best way, especially when it's in coffee. Like I can have matcha and stuff, but coffee really, it just makes me jittery. It doesn't help me focus. But this drink is called Magic Mind. It has helped me. I'm so far, I am three days into this challenge, right? And it's been helping like crazy. It really has. It's helped my productivity. It's helped me focus throughout the day. Like I can, I had it this morning worked my whole work day, came home, started recording right away. I'm going to do some videos for my TikTok. And I feel the energy. I feel desire to continue to do that, which is like something that's so new to me. If that's, if you struggle with, you know, being able to focus and not having enough energy, um, I actually have a discount code. If you want to go order it. It's called Magic Mind. It's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D. And you can use my code. It's BRAVE14. So all capital B-R-A-V-E 14. And you'll get 20% off. I I don't know, guys. I really think that you should try it. I'm excited to finish this 14-day challenge. I really think this is going to be something that gets like incorporated into my everyday routine because... It's been amazing. I let my sister-in-law try one and she loved it. She said that she had the most productive day she's had in in such a long time. So I definitely go check it out. I would not steer you guys wrong. I would never encourage anyone in my life to buy something that I didn't think was completely worth it. This is totally worth it. Um, It also, they also um, are really environmentally friendly, the company themselves, which I know this is a big tangent. I'm so sorry, but I'm really just very into this product right now. They um, help with donating funds to preserve the rainforest, which like, come on, how can you not be into that? You know, it's the rainforest. We all need oxygen. And um, yeah, so 
sorry to go off on a little tangent, but magic mind code brave 14, you will not be disappointed. You will thank me. I really think you will. Anyway, back on track. Um, do these affirmations, look in the mirror and look at your body and, you know, tell yourself how much you love yourself and your body and how beautiful and strong you are. Or thank your body. Thank you for waking up this morning. Thank you for having, making me feel alive. You know, thank you for having this blood pump through my veins. And these sound probably a little bit melodramatic, but, you know, if you start to learn that your body is, no matter what it looks like, is this miraculous creation, you're going to start to feel better. And it's just going to help your mental health in a way that you wouldn't believe. You know, I am all for the body positivity movement. I truly am. I genuinely believe that all bodies are beautiful and that no matter no matter what you look like on the outside, you should love yourself. And like I said, it took me a long time to get to this point. It took me a long time to even understand that the way that I viewed myself had such a negative impact on the way that I thought and the way that my mental health worked. You know, it it was very difficult for me to even come to terms with that, to be like, the way that I'm looking at my body and the way that I'm judging myself is negatively impacting my mental health. And it's, you know, allowing my depression to get worse and worse. And it's allowing my substance abuse to get worse and worse. I'm sorry, that was my door. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely, you know, the, the affirmations really just will do so much. And It's going to, it's not like you're going to wake up tomorrow and say, all right, I look great. I love myself. It's going to take time, but I definitely think that it's worth it because you're worth putting the effort into yourself and you know, you, you should love yourself no matter what. And now I feel like I'm getting to that point where I start babbling, which happens, you know, at this, you know, 25 minute mark every time that we record. So I'm going to, I'm going to end it here. And I hope that you guys, you know, will understand how wonderful you are and that no matter what you look like, you are deserving, you know, you deserve to nourish yourself, you deserve to love yourself, and you deserve to look in the mirror and feel happy with who you are. Until next week, um, make sure you go follow me over on TikTok, follow me on Instagram at Borderline and Brave. And as always, any requests for future episodes, please just shoot me a DM. Even if you just want to chat, I am always there. All right, guys, see you next week.